Ladies and gentlemen, hello. <laughs> um, this is funny because we're, uh, hey, this is Sean. This is Weekly Games Chat. My name is Sean. It's episode 349. It's good to be here. Uh, what's not good right now is my camera suddenly said F you as we stream, <laughs> as we stream live on twitch.tv weekly games chat. If you're not here, ask yourself, why am I not here? I could literally have this on a phone app, on an iPad app. I could be sitting on, you know, a computer, a, a MacBook, a Windows, whatever. And I could be watching these guys as ugly as they are. Uh, and hang out with us and, and and hang out with everybody else who hangs out with us. So no more excuses. Where are you at? I'm calling you out. Uh, you heard him laugh already. Uh, his name is John. I'll introduce him first. And you know Chris is here too. So stand by, ladies and gentlemen. John, how you doing, buddy? Cool. How's everybody doing? Chris, is he uh, ever coming back? <laughs> I'm not really sure anymore at this point. Looks, oh, no, it's just me. Uh, I'm trying, boys. I'm trying. So, what kind of camera you have? <laughs> uh, no, I I try. I forgot to plug in. So, if if you want to, yeah, I tried to plug in my light that I started rocking to help out with the the camera. Sure, sure. And when I did that, the keyboard went out, the mic went out, the um the the mouse went out. I saw the panic on Chris's face <laughs> when I went away. And then he started doing the pre-show countdown, which, uh, you know, we're watching each other virtually. And he's like, I'm, I'm going to point. Is is he is he here? I'm going to point. I Chris. usually I usually don't have myself unmuted right away, just so, you know, I don't bleed through when I don't need to be heard right away. But uh, I was I was prepared. I was like, just a case, you know. <laughs> need to step in type thing but luckily you are coming through perfectly in terms of sound. yeah audio straight the video for what then the camera's on that's what's crazy but it's just not on mm -hmm. and you know unfortunately the way we're having to do this is through discord <laughs> and you and i both know that if discord decides to act weird about your camera you probably have to start the whole thing shut the whole thing down so maybe on a break i'll come back and tighten that up um but you know we don't need to worry about that right now uh, we, we, we do got some stuff we're going to talk about, you know, as we, as we welcome everybody to our intro time, um, we do, uh, we'd be remiss if we didn't once again, uh, remind everybody to, to keep some T's and P's out there for Ukraine and the war that's going on. Uh, it's evolving daily and, uh, images still flood in of, of, you know, buildings blown up and, you know, just war and can we not, but again, <laughs> thoughts and prayers thoughts and prayers for sure um you know like can we not just have love you know it would be nice love is all you need i mean if it's if it's literally a hug or if it's a virtual basketball player i mean name chris love i mean <laughs> anybody got any thoughts or you know insight on that chris does <laughs> i don't know why you put the chris loves i guess just because no uh yeah is we are deep in basketball season uh as you know yeah, we, we had a we had the opening of the uh, ncaa tournament there were some classics in there a lot of brackets are busted mine's busted because i didn't make it um but <laughs> it's funny that huck brought up uh kevin love in chat because last night kevin love died and he died gloriously <laughs> at the hands of his former teammate who flew through the air like a uh like a dark night like, you know, silent guardian. Well, he wasn't really that silent. But uh <laughs> but more importantly, uh 
everyone knows I am a LeBron homer, and I just thought it would be remiss to not bring up the fact that he is now, even though he is technically already the highest scoring player in NBA history, if you count the playoffs on the official side. Playoffs? On the official side where they only count the um, the actual like regular season games for, for records, he is now past Carl Malone. He did it in fewer games than both Carl Malone and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And he, I believe right now, He's on pace to get the record next year. And as long as he does that, as far as like, he's got like something like 160 games to beat Kareem Abdul-Jabbar to, to, you know, to get it done faster than he did. Uh, but it's crazy to watch him because anyone knows anything in basketball, sports in general, you're supposed to get worse when you get older yet because everyone's hurt on the Lakers he is currently on pace to win the uh, scoring title at the age of 37. I am for the record 38. <laughs> so I wow. feel I feel like I'm yeah. failing compared to LeBron Dude, in my when, life. You know, when we have things like that brought up, it, I know you just admitted you feel like it. I feel like that all the time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He is I'm like, oh my God. He is uh he is doing things that I would just say if you love basketball, make sure you take a moment, watch it, because it's kinda like, you know, Tom Brady. We thought it was over this year with him, and I guess we're gonna get one more year, but you turn around and you you wonder how long is it gonna be till you get someone who can consistently do this for as long as they do it. Because yeah, you know, I, I'd easily say he's the best player since Michael Jordan. Sorry, Kobe. Um, and I don't know even with some of the young talent I see. And there's a lot of it, probably more than there's ever been in the NBA. Um, I don't think you're going to find someone like that again very soon. So very cool to see. But yeah, it is. It is cool to see like, uh, you know, we're in a, in a place where, you know, if you witness something in your lifetime, you'll be able to kind of share stories. And, and, you know, I'm older than both of you guys. I can't help but think of the things I got to see Michael Jordan do live on a TV. Mm-hmm. that now are like highlights and and one day you know our generation will look at lebron like that and things that he's done and it's cra- it's crazy um mm-hmm. getting old is crazy and i'm going to be older very soon and it it makes me wonder uh you know how that's going to play out like will i poop on myself randomly oh yes, yes. i want to know if you're going to i kind of know the Huh? I want to know if you're going to trim this uh, mullet you suddenly grew that's on the stream Look, right now. I, when I, if I cut off sleeves of my t-shirts, <laughs> the mullet grows longer, bruh. Alabama uh, just comes out. <laughs> Alabama, man. <laughs> uh, I saw a TikTok today uh, where they were there was mud because from rain, and they put the uh, the thing you would go wave surfing on on the mud, and they were dragging it with a four wheeler hmm. through the mud because Alabama. Uh, but yeah, I, I do wonder about, you know, like pooping on myself and all that when I get older and, and Chris, you kind of have some inside knowledge. We're not going to talk about that now, but we will talk about John's day at work. Huh? Well, Sean, I have something very, very, very important to discuss with the two of you. Yes. But it can't, but, but before I do that, you're in your forties. Yeah. I'm going to be, you, a, are you a, telling me that you've yeah. never, that you haven't pooped on yourself yet? <laughs> I can't tell you uh, that I have not. 
yeah, for the right you. price, for the I right price, you. I can answer that question. <laughs> oh, oh boy. Well, speaking of that, um, you guys, I don't, I'm kind of uh, full on at work now in the office this week, at least this week. Yeah. Um, and right now it's very peaceful. It's very quiet. Getting a lot of stuff done. Um, but you guys probably haven't experienced this in a couple of years, but you remember it well enough. But but, but before I get, jump into what I want to, I want to get both of your ideas of etiquette, bathroom etiquette. Um, <laughs> when, when, when you're at work, work and workplace you're a, etiquette, okay, right? When you and typically in the buildings that I've worked at over the past ten years, you go into a bathroom and it's a it's a three staller, mm. multi stall at least, yeah, yeah. So let's say you got three stalls, Chris. Mm-hmm. you walk into that bathroom at work and there's three stalls. Which one do you sit in? And they're all empty when I walk in? They're all empty. Furthest one from the door. So the one closest to the far wall. Correct. Sean, how about you? Either that one or if I'm in a, if I'm in a, I want this to stay empty mode, I yeah. go, I go middle stall. You go middle stall. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it depends on who you ask. That that's what you, that's what you do, and and the and and the idea behind it yes. is essentially the same. It is the idea that it is it's considered unethical, and I mean that in the literal sense of the term, unethical to <laughs> sit right next to someone right. in a in a stall. So right. sitting in the middle, the idea behind that guy is that is, is since somebody else knows that understands that rule yes. they're going to walk in and then walk <laughs> right back out you know what i mean but chris is also of sound mind when he goes to that far wall he's okay with someone else being there kind of i mean never, i'm 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 you're not never okay look, with it look, per se. i'm not but if I, it, i'm not an elitist like i right. get like i don't own this bathroom <laughs> You know? Right. So Chris says, if someone else is going to come in, I don't want them sitting next to me. So I want to put my, I'm going to put my butt cheeks on the far wall. Now, typically speaking, I do that. I do what Chris does, but it still doesn't change the idea that once someone else comes in, sometimes you get lucky and they go, eh, I'm just going to walk out and <laughs> come back in five, 10 minutes. But there's a guy that's probably in his fifties or sixties. Who's old school and he just sits down grunts and lets all the noises fly. And all of a sudden that happened to me today. I was in the far wall. Somebody comes in, sits at the other end, God bless him. And then it's a standoff, right? <laughs> Cause you can't be the first one out to wash your hands either like, because then they're going to they're make facial contact. You're both trying to wait each other out. Yes. And sometimes I've been in situations where <laughs> it's like this guy needs to hurry up because I'm dying. I am not going to let this drop with some. <laughs> right. So that's what's going in the stalls. You're thinking I, I, I got to hold out. Also, if you're like, I've, I'm, I'm done and I need to get out and wash oh, my hands. Man. You don't want to get caught. You don't want them to you see who you get are. The, <laughs> you get it. I you feel get like it. I, I used to be more like that. Now it's just more of like, okay. How can I make this happen without 40 pounds of gas coming out before it happens? That's, that's generally the battle I'm having yeah. uh, on there. And then to make yeah. sure you flush as soon as it hits the water, <laughs> you, you can't, try. you can't let it sit, but you well, know, see, we, but I'm self-conscious. Yeah, go ahead, Chris. Sorry. That's right. We've, we've all three of us have experienced the worst of the worst. There was a man, we won't use his name. 
that was famous when we were all in the building. Yeah. That you could hey. be in a you could be in a bathroom. We had like bathrooms at the building we worked at this time that there were like eight or nine stalls. Yes. And you're the only guy in there doing yeah. your business. Yeah. This guy's gonna come in and sit right next to you. <laughs> and more than likely, he's gonna spread out his legs and let you know he is hunkered down. He does not care what you've got going on. He needs to get this done right now. And it's his the, his, his hardest name rhymes thing. With, his name rhymes. Well, with hold up. Let, let's just call him Bert. We we'll call him Bert. <laughs> I was yeah. gonna call him Dirk. <laughs> it's Dirk 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 uh, what's, what's the name of the movie, Chris? <laughs> Dirk. Uh, Joe Dirk. No, the the Dirk Dirk rhymes. Oh. The movie you like. Dirk Dunkirk. Dirk. Oh, Dunkirk? Jesus Lord! You can't see me, and now so, you went complete. I went dumb. You're going dumb on Nolan movies. You're like, what's happening? Well, you said Dirk, and I thought of uh, Novitski and everything yeah. else, but Dunkirk, Boogie Nights. One of the problems, oh, Diggler. Okay, an addition. <laughs> what added to the complications in there was I'm no longer. Um, I'm I'm about three months removed from what has been consistently clean wipes. I mean, just spick and span i'm like ghost it's it's like magic marker wipes it's constant. Yeah, it's like this? and plus 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 the plus the paper at work is like this wax paper dude you know it's like it, it slips <laughs> is this when i hijack your story and explain how i smuggle in uh man wipes to work but when i, I worked there that's the thing <laughs> I, I i was i was having an off day i always have that stuff it's like i reach into my backpack pull out two or three of them yeah you know never take pull them out to the Wait. Yeah, yeah. Take him to the true. take him to the bathroom, and I'm ready to go. Yeah. So I'm like, th this guy was probably wondering why the heck I'm using so much toilet paper. Dude, that's on them. <laughs> you know what? I used to worry about that too. It's so funny. We have never talked about this, but we think exactly the same. So when you make the move to be first guy, you go, you know what? I know this is going to be a mess, and I know I got to tighten this up. And if he judges me, <laughs> so be it. I have no a, this I have a, be a mess. <laughs> I have a TPS report is due. We cannot delay this right. any further. We got to go. So I uh, yeah, I decided that I was done enough. Like I wasn't I, I could have done more, but I was like, you know what? I gotta get up and get out of here. And so but by, by the time you got everything, you know, cleaned up rather, you are just you hop off the toilet and you're buckling your pants as fast as you can to get out of there before he decides. Because if he's if he's got the gall enough to make all those noises. Right, he's got the gall enough not to care whether he comes out of that stall and sees you and carries on a conversation with you. Hey, how you doing? A uh, rough little patch right there, huh? You're I'm like, just, I'm kind of crazy blazing. to be back in the building, isn't it? <laughs> I'm blazing through. I'm blazing through the bathroom, going, "I'll wash my hands." No, I wash my hands, but it just, it, it, it's just that sort of signifies that things are getting back to normal, ladies and gentlemen. When you have those type of, and and there's nobody on the floor. So I got, I, it was just a stroke of bad luck that somebody just happened to walk in there. Sean but, is tinkering so hard right now. <laughs> but, but I also, uh, <laughs> on a quick side note, I want everybody to know, um, I, who's listening right now. And hopefully uh, if you're listening tomorrow, this will still be the case. It was the case yesterday. And it's also the case today. Walmart.com. I have been able to put an Xbox series X in my cart for two days in a row. So I if, you're looking for one, if you're looking for one, they're uh, there right just now. Just to put the point out how much things might have recently changed. Sean this morning tells me there are 3080 TIs and I just go on Amazon. They're just sitting there like they're well, at 1400, which I mean, is kind of what the normal SRP has become, uh, you know, given inflation and all that kind of stuff. 
but I was just like, wow, it's sitting there. If you want it, there it is, you know, go have mm-hmm. it coming from Amazon, not coming from a reseller. Yeah. Just crazy. Things are, and look, it's like my bathroom story. And now the Xboxes, things are starting to get back to normal. So go to walmart.com. Um, they're there, man. Just pluck one. They're there if you want them. So and while you're there, on. why don't you buy you a drink? Hey, Sean. Oh, is Sean Tinker? Uh, yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm good. I mentioned, I was laughing. Uh, I mentioned, you know, man wipes and shout out to our chat. First of all, I mentioned earlier, we're on weekly games chat with uh, Twitch TV. You should be here. Um, but Tara, if I could get a sponsor for man wipes, do you understand how much of a bag I would be about promoting man wipes? I'd rock the beanies, the the shirts, everything. Uh, we did have a first time, uh, chatter. My, uh, Mayo, what's up? Uh, this is currently, let's give everybody a recap. We're in our intro. This is not a technically, you know, the game yet that we're going to be talking about here shortly, but we will be talking about it. Uh, and you, you guys are on fire in chat today. We appreciate that. You help us laugh. Uh, you know, it's just good stuff going on. Uh, but yeah, I heard you say something about buy a drink and that's, you know, Chris, that is, that is called a pro move right there because that is a segue into my topic. And you know, really you gotta be a pro to do that. So yesterday, speaking of Twitch, I was, I was watching Twitch. I was viewing it. And one of my favorite streamers, his name is Mizkiff. Okay. And mm-hmm. I'm, this is, I've brought Mizkiff up before. He's funny. I like him. Uh, he has crazy stuff going on. Right. Plus he's a pretty good gamer too. So, uh, he had a show called schooled. It's a, it's a program they've been running on his channel and, and other channels within his network. And the idea of schooled is literally what you think you start off with questions uh, at kindergarten level, you go all the way up to, you know, 12th grade. Uh, and then throughout the different episodes of school, they have different people on the show. Some being mostly being Twitch personalities that are pretty famous. Well, in this previous episode, I noticed the panel was, was legit because it had what I considered not only a Twitch streamer, but somebody pretty effing famous in it. And that was none, none other than T pain. Mm. Yes, that's right. Mr. Buy you a drink himself. Uh, he's on Twitch. He he plays games and he also does like music stuff on Twitch from time to time. But anyway, I found that he kind of stole the show of the schooled episode. And it was a good one. It had, uh, if you know, Ludwig on Twitch, if you, if you have yeah. any idea what I'm talking about, Ludwig was on the show. Hmm. Um, another, another artist, I believe in the music field at corpse corpse's husband was in the chat. And there's, if you go look at what corpse is, he, he came on, uh, and on Twitch and, and broke some pretty good records and then kind of doesn't really come around anymore. And, and it, through all that T pain was hilarious. He, I, to me, I feel like he kind of stole the show. Uh, but it was, it was a great episode to watch. And, and then I caught towards the end of it, that T pain said, uh, my DJ's waiting on me. So, you know, my ears perked up and I got to run to my session in my house, in my studio, you know, he starts flossing. It's funny. I go, I go do family stuff. I think I got some dinner. I come back and I wanted, I've been wanting to stream on Twitch. You guys know this. This is not a secret. I wanted to do some DJ sets. I'm, I'm getting ideas of what I think looks hack versus what I think flows or what, Hey, I could do that. Not as far as skill, but as far as setup and camera angles and things like that. Right. So I come across music live channels and none other than T-Pain is on and what he's doing Apparently T-Pain's going on tour soon, like really April soon. 
and so the DJ he was talking about, DJ Monte is there and he's in his studio, the camera set up and they're going through their different, I forget the term they were using. Um, but basically they're laying out the flow of their concert, how they want to do it. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to call it scene one, scene two. It's really not that, but it's very similar to that word. And uh, the DJs made some mixes and you forget, like if you're into music and you know, T-Pain and that, you know, even if you don't listen to to like T-Pain's line of music, you forget how many songs T-Pain is, is on. <laughs> is he planning from what you saw? Did it seem like he was doing one of those tours where he doesn't, use any of the auto tune and you actually get to hear how good he is or is it just From like what I, what is I a classic t-pain yeah what i yeah because what i gathered first of all yeah the whole thing is now t-pain can't sing people know and learned about it they know about it mm. but for a while he was mr auto tune and and then he actually got a lot of hate from it and it affected him tremendously from what i gathered these were gonna this was gonna be the tracks that played he was gonna have a hot mic at the show and he was going to sing probably normal because he was singing on the stream and it was awesome. And once again, let me point out, cause I didn't do this earlier. Uh, he had some very, it looked, it looked very expensive. Uh, and it was alcohol that he started drinking on school. <laughs> and by the time this music stream started, that alcohol was gone. <laughs> he was, he was having fun. Uh, would and you it say, was, um, when you watch this that you couldn't believe it i um i almost was going to blame it on the alcohol that's three um, three we've gotten in here now three. yeah <laughs> uh and i remember the time back in the 2000s when i was i was in love with a stripper and i remember not to do that so you call this four, bartender Chris. yeah 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 <laughs> but it, it the mixes this dj was putting together for t-pain it was cool to see it happen they weren't making new music per se yeah. But they were making, they were making music with music, and and to to see an artist like T Pain, you don't see this often, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-mm. They still get excited about their songs, regardless of how new or old they are, and the energy that he's got. Uh, of course, he's promoting, you know, his tour. I looked it up. The closest to us is not Atlanta, unfortunately. It's going to be like Orlando, House of Blues, I think, which kind of sucks. Um, or maybe maybe somewhere in North Carolina. His ultimate goal is to get to Wisconsin. If you know T-Pain, you understand that reference, and I think his last show is going to be gonna, in Milwaukee. Now, when he gets to Wisconsin, he's going to build a live cabin. <laughs> <laughs> no way, that's an Aspen. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I sat back today, and, and what we like to do is, uh, you know, kind of think about what we're going to talk about, and I was like, I had a really fun day hanging out with T-Pain. Uh, so shout out to T-Pain shout out to his music because to this day if I drop him at the right time when I'm DJing people love him you know and it takes him back and down memory lane and stuff so really 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 good times uh, yeah I'm looking in chat what's up to Acid Sugar he was on Masked Singer and he was singing um, he was the monster <laughs> Mayo he's, if he's streaming right now he might still be doing uh, the thing I watched yesterday uh, but yeah don't leave <laughs> Stay in here with us. T-Pain has enough people. Um, but yeah, good, good times. Great, great to see everybody. Great to see John and Chris. I know you guys can't see me, uh, but once again, an awesome intro. We're, we may be going a little long, so we're going to wrap this bad boy up. Thank you for tuning in. And your next thing you're going to hear from us, ladies and gentlemen, is our topic. Time, time, time.
right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for hanging around. Uh, if you sat through the intro topic, what's up? Thank you for doing that. If you skipped right on through to this intro time because you saw what it is, hey, you got here. Welcome. We appreciate that so much. And this is where I'm going to stop because what Chris has to do now is welcome us all officially to the topic for this week. Chris? The topic is... Project Dragon! <laughs> nice. <clears throat> I'm going to be that well actually guy. Uh, Sean, uh, Sean and Chris, when it was first introduced, it was called Project Triangle Strategy. It is no longer Project Triangle Strategy. It's simply Triangle Strategy. Oh. Whatever it's, yeah, I don't know. Just, you can't dismiss that as a oh whatever. Oh, Chris, whatever. it's officially not what you typed in the Twitch stream. It's what the episode's called. It's called episode three forty nine. Project Triangle says it right there. Thank you. You typed it. Yes. Oh yes. No, I didn't type it. The producers typed it. We have a great production studio. Don't say anything bad about them. You'll get booted. <laughs> they don't. They don't like when they don't like that. They just be nice to them. So, Chris, tell us about this game you played called Project Triangle. Well, it's the topic. It, Go ahead. Well, it's set it, in a place I, called Bermuda. I didn't, I didn't play that one. It's so. uh, it's it's about <laughs> this triangle, and there's a project. Um, but no, it's is about it? a world where apparently there Ew. is salt, salt iron. Isn't that what it's called? Right. And no. basically. The uh, not at all. I thought that's what it's called. It's called something salt, you know. And basically, you've got these three, <laughs> these three, uh, was it these three factions that have been warring for untold number of years? And apparently, very recently at the start of this game, they have kind of for the first time in forever brokered peace and war has subsided. Yes, and uh, I can't remember the name of the three things so far. Uh, but you know, it kind of starts out You're doing great. (laughs) Yeah. I've got it right. You just want me to keep going. I'll keep going. No, Uh, it's, uh, so we'll sit. So since, uh, Chris brought it up, I'll have to reintroduce it with the correct information. So the, the game muting (laughs) (laughs) everything he just said, right? The, the, The game takes place in the continent of Norzelia. And so, Chris and Sean, there are three kingdoms, if you will. There's Glenbrook. Yeah. There's Esfrost. And then there's Hyzant. And these three kingdoms have been waging a war for centuries known as the Salt Iron War. See? Yeah, you were close. Yeah, you I was close. in there. It was completely right. Everything I just said was factual. One noted. On the record. Yeah. Yeah. So many, many people have made this. Um, and if you're watching footage of this, maybe it, 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 it rings true to you. And, and Chris, right off the jump, you might have been able to tell people are giving it this Game of Thrones vibe. Um, yeah. You know, where people are warring for power resources. There's no there's no what you would call Iron Throne in this. But it, it's it, from what everybody says, it sort of gives off. Um, from a from a storytelling perspective, from a visual perspective, even it kind of gives you that um, mm-hmm. that Game of Thrones 
Uh, well, I'm, you know, I, something's wrong because when I searched for Project Triangle gameplay, nothing came up. So mm. Uh, mm. probably need to. Google's probably down. Has to be because this yeah. is clearly the name of the game is Project Triangle. Yeah. So don't make me do this. <laughs> I don't want to be mean. So, so the game uh, for those of you who don't know is this is a tactical uh, strategy RPG in the vein of Final Fantasy Tactics, um, Fire Emblem, um, games of that games of that nature. Now, as Chris probably noticed. Um, Chris, how much did you did you get to play? I am currently in chapter four, I think, is where I'm at. So, so you shawned it? Cool. Um I had yeah. something else that uh took my my time and attention for most of it. But I did play sure. some more last month last night. Interesting. Interesting. Can mm-hmm. you show your uh, screen to show us where you are? I am at a screen right now. <laughs> <clears throat> Well, as as Chris probably noticed, uh, the game, particularly in the beginning, is very, very, very narrative heavy. It, so if you're yeah. not if you're not prepared to sort of be invested in a story, a very heavy story, you'll get to the action at some point. You just got to stick with the story. I promise you, if you stick with the story, and this is not one of those statements of it takes about two or three hours to get into it. That's not what I mean by this at all. Um. The story to me has been very engaging. The characters have been somewhat interesting. A lot of them are very one-dimensional and singular personalities. Yeah. Oh, that's the funny guy. Oh, that's the serious, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. But as the as the story progresses, you sort of get a better feel of uh, of of what's going on. So stay invested. Um, but if you're not really interested in in, in narrative heavy storytelling from the jump, this game is is not for you. If you stick with it, it will reward you with some fantastic um by the numbers nothing really too reinventing the wheel here but some really fantastic um turn-based tactical stuff yeah. um but the main character in this game is a character named Sanoa he's the heir apparent of what is known as House Wolfort and House Wolfort is the i guess the steward if you will of um the kingdom of glimbrook the, the 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 monarchy of glimbrook they're their fighting family if you will um let's just call him ned stark i was gonna say further <laughs> adding to that to that to that game of thrones type stuff and so i've been reading a lot of stuff about it so that's kind of how i kind of have a better idea of what it is but it's got these but but you know it it the game, and this is not going to be very long-winded here, but the game structure, the game loop is pretty basic. It's lengthy narrative elements to introduce you in each chapter. One to two, at least from where I am right now, one to two very beefy, lengthy and girthy battles mm-hmm. that take a lot that that can take a significant amount of time. And some elements within those chapters had that have some uh, short exploration elements. And Chris, um, what I mean by girthy is as the game progresses, they get they get a lo- whole lot more in depth and involved. No, I can tell already. I mean, just going through not so much the first battle, but like the the second one for sure was like okay, mm-hmm. you know, like it, it's doing the classic things, right? Like I made sure okay 
what can I level up before we start this thing? You know, what's my placement? Do I like that placement based on what they have on the other side? You know, thinking about all that kind of stuff and starting your battles and being like, all right, there's about to be 20 turns a piece before each of these people goes again. Let me figure out where they need to be and who needs to, you know, advance versus who needs to sit back so that I'm in a good place to, uh, to get an optimal outcome. Yeah, and the game is going to going to be very forgiving in the sense of it's not going to it's not going to bake your noodle about how you're going to survive these battles. If you're if you really concentrate, all the systems in place are going to show you hmm. on the map which 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 NPC on the enemy side is going next and who's going after that. It, it kind of lays out the the order in which people are going, the turns that they take, much like a traditional tactical RPG. Um, and it's going to show you which which enemies are next, um, so you can sort of strategize who can I who can I leave in a certain spot for a long enough time to give me time to move them away from an enemy before they strike. So it gives you a lot of tools to to be able to see on on basically a grid plane what you need to do. Now, aesthetically speaking, the game reminds me a lot of um, Mario Plus Rabbids from from how the functionality works. Um, it didn't, it didn't ring true for me that that was, this was a lot like, um, at least the last fire emblem, but you know, that was a couple of years ago. So I just could be misremembering that. Um, but the thing that really stands out in this game is what they call the conviction system. And that's, and that's what we'll make a real distinction for. So when you're speaking to, to, to your, your friends in this game, there's, they have different personalities. They have different moralities if you will how, and how they see the world for example frederica is this per, this person you meet early on she has a very black and white type of view of the world what what is right and what is wrong we should do this because it's the right thing to do we should do this we shouldn't do this because it's the wrong thing to do well on and then on another hand a character like benedict kind of has what is more tactically he, he's a more logical thinker he he's not really swayed by what is morally right or or morally wrong he's he's the guy that's going to think tactically and logically about what you should do and so the conviction system is sort of based on on how you answer you can answer from a morals perspective which is a black and white answer you can answer people's questions or respond to people's statements um in, in more of a what they call a utility uh strategic vibe the way benedict is and there's more of a liberty focus, which is sort of a fearless jump into it with, with, with no fear and see what happens. Uh -huh. And there's, and there's characters, there's characters in your group that sort of have those three different personalities. And all of that comes into play in, in certain sections of the game where you have to decide as a group, what direction or what path you take within the story. And there's many <clears throat> it's the kind of game if you really, really love this type of game, you're gonna want to go through multiple playthroughs because there's so many different branching paths to go and take in this game. But what happens is, and, and Chris, I don't know, you might have come up to it already. The first um what they call scale of conviction. Yeah. Um, so there's a decision early on in the game that has to be made, and these are gonna be made throughout the game. <clears throat> decisions that have to be made in the game where it is up to the group, the group basically votes um, about what direction or which path you're going to take in the game. 
and it already sets up where everybody in your in your in your team what their conviction is and it could be and it depends really how you've interacted with them up until that point and it affects it affects how every, all the things you do and all the ways you answer everybody's dialogue brings you to sort of the path of of that conviction and so what you're allowed to do if you believe as as Sarah Noah as the main character that there's a that there's a right path that you want to take you have the ability and this I found this to be really cool you get to go around and talk to all your friends and your team and try to convince them which role which decision they should make now obviously if you know you don't have to speak to the ones who are already on your side or who are leaning towards you but and there are also people that you'll find sometimes that are undecided on where to go and you'll want to go talk to them and sort of push them towards um, towards your side. And, you know, if, and it, and it depends on how you answer their questions, if you've convinced them or not, one of the hardest characters in the game to convince to go on your side is Benedict because of how stringent he is and how rigid his thinking is. Um, but if you do it correctly, if you select the right paths, the character will say, you've actually made me think about this a little bit more. And so once you've done all that, it's time to vote. They'll cast their vote. And if you do it correctly, your troop will typically go on the path that you want to take, assuming that you've done all the right steps to make that happen. Sometimes it doesn't work, but for me, it's worked pretty well so far. So that would, that to me, that's a really unique aspect to this game. All the different branching paths, according to the producers and the, and the, the developers, there is a true path that I, I guess they're going to call Canon with a, with a, it has the best ending. Um, there are ways, and also I should say, depending on the type of answers and the type of convictions that you strengthen along the way, depends on the different characters that unlock for you as the game progresses. So it's a very interesting system. I think so. I think so far I've got about eleven or twelve characters that I've unlocked as I've played through the game. I'm about fifteen hours in, um, and I think I think I still have a long way to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, what chapter are you on? Uh chapter nine. Yeah. And there's twenty there's twenty chapters. And say. I'm not gonna say I'm halfway through because I would assume that as as, as those chapters progress, they're gonna get uh more, more more girthy. Yeah. yeah. More battles. Uh, there's a there's a hot question coming in from chat, and I'm bringing it up because it's from you know one of our friends. Uh people know him as Acid Sugar, we know him as Andy. Uh Andy wants to know if there are any triangles in the game. So the triangles, you know, Octopath, I'm surprised I didn't jump into this conversation with Octopath. Octopath was called Octopath because there were eight members of your party. You know, it's nothing more complicated than that. But with this one, you know, I could see why they kept the, you know, kept the title in because, you know, the try element is there throughout the game. You have three different sets of decisions you can make three different convictions. You have yeah. three different uh, kingdoms well, that are involved in the story. I, Go fig- ahead, Chris. I figured it was mainly because of the scales, right? Being that isn't because yeah, it's like three scales that you're weighing in it. Mm-hmm. Is it two? Oh, maybe it's just the way I looked at it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's three convictions that you go through to convince people based on their personalities. But when it comes to when push comes to shove, it's still a decision of go this way or that way. Mm-hmm. Like there was, um, and they're really interesting. The, the second one that you come across is really a moral question about 
what what you value what, what you know what, whether it's do you value victory over your friends or vice versa or Sean says vice versa I see versa yeah. yeah and you know as this game progresses and, and it's really why you know people should really give this game a chance even though it's very narrative heavy the story is really tackling you know I, you know I'll, I'll leave it spoiler free but it's really tackling issues of of morality and ethics and 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 what is worth seizing power and all these things that could you know necessarily be applicable uh today um so you know so far the story has been very relevant about friendship commitment are you committed to your personal friendships are you committed to duty are you duty, duty! that kind of stuff um, uh, i've had yeah. this game in my hand twice to buy it <laughs> I literally picked it up and I went, I turned it on the back. And if you've seen this game, a physical copy of it in the store, it's not one of those like easy backs to look at, right? There's a lot going on in the back of the box. Mm-hmm. So it makes you go, yeah, this is going to be a heavy, uh, you know, strategy based kind of maybe not fun game for people who don't, you know, don't prefer strategy games. Um, from what I remember, and you mentioned this earlier, we're, you know, we, there was a couple of games back. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, but Octopath Traveler, I remember playing it and going, eh, this is a lot. It's like that that Final Fantasy old school, you go, now I go, now you go, then I go. And if I don't guess right, then we're in trouble kind of fighting. And I hate that. I'd rather push X for my sword to swing, right? Ladies and gentlemen, Sean doesn't take turns. Right. And Sean does not share. I don't, right, either. Um, this game, you mentioned aesthetics. I'm I'm speaking of graphic aesthetics. It it reminds me of, and it reminded you too. I remember a lot of Octopath Traveler. Is that kind of where it stops from your memory? Is this game even in the same? You know, it's technically both strategy games. And if you mentioned this while I stepped away, that's my bad. I just want to hear it from you. Um, I, is there, it's the same team, yeah, that made this game. I think it could be different. I don't know, I, 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 but I'm pretty sure it's in the same vein. Um, and a lot of the writers and, and devs for these games have also done bravely default, uh, mm-hmm. the bravely default series. Um, but it's similar in, in narrative style. It's, it's similar aesthetically, but when I, I, I have to say when I first started playing it, I was very, it took me a second to get into it and accept the fact that I wasn't playing Octopath because an Octopath is practically an open world game. You can go anywhere you want, explore the terrain. In this one, you're confined to where it tells you to go. You can't, you can't just go to S Frost Frost. If you by simply on a whim and go there, the story dictates where you are at any given point. You can't deviate from it. Um, There are little side stories that you can skip over. You'll see, so so you'll see a red exclamation point on the map. That's your main story. But there's these green exclamation circles on the map that you can go to. They're optional um, that kind of show you what's going on in the background and how other people in, in, the, in this kingdom, in this continent, have reacted to things that have happened over the course of the story. Did I answer your question, Sean? Absolutely, yeah. It, it's the same people make it. But it's kind of like, uh, you know, I'm gonna, this is going to be a really weird, but like, so like my kid has two parents, right? We both technically make her food, but I'm sure I make her peanut butter sandwich a little different than mom does. So while they're still both peanut butter sandwiches, maybe a little different. So graphically is where it stops. 
Yeah. Yeah. And that's, to me, that's kind of cool. You mentioned that it's, you said the word forgiving, which kind of perked my ears up as far as gameplay. Uh, graphically, I loved everything about Octopath Traveler because it's mm-hmm. just, there. I got, I got one friend. I'm not going to name him, but he's dumb, right? He's dumb as a brick. And when he sees a game like this, he goes, uh, that's not a real game. It looks like an old Super Nintendo game. And I go, are you dumb? Because what they're doing, and Chris said it so eloquently at one point, he says uh, what they're doing, if anything, is giving a nod you know, to the old sprite-based games. But the things they're doing with these games now, the, the graphics they are adding on top of the sprite-based look and you know, whatever, real voices, you know, not 8 or 16-bit music tracks, real music behind it. Uh, there's just so much more going on in these games, and they're so charming. I love everything about them. Yeah, so, there's uh, a there's a definite charm here. Um, the worlds are beautiful. I wish they were a little bit more fleshed out um, yeah. the way Octopath was. But you know, it, it, you know, I, I guess Mario plus Rabbids, for example, and even Fire Emblem, kind of, sort of, you were still confined, but it gave you the illusion of exploration. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, kind of. We we brought we bring this up a lot, like that uncharted level when you're mm-hmm. in that jeep. Mm-hmm. Remember, you think you're going left and right and up and down and where you want to go, but eventually it's kind of it's got this to you. Yeah, it's yeah. it's kind of like the hard part for me. You know, like I said, I, I pivoted off because something else came out, <laughs> and that was mainly the main reason I didn't play a lot of it this week. But it was like the hard part starting out was as john said there's not a lot of action in those early hours and really there's really not a lot of exploration right like you get one or two very confined sequences where you get to actually walk around and even select to talk to people and find items and all that kind of stuff and versus like something fire emblem where there's a lot of story there too there's no question about that but it would be like okay here's a little bit of story short scene And then now I'm walking around the school and I'm talking to everyone and I'm meeting and figuring out who they are. Um, It just, it felt like I was always doing something right. Like, you know, I was always investing and I was doing little side activities to, to get things, to talk to people and get them on my side versus here, you know, it is kind of like you're waiting to get to the meat and potatoes as John said early, you know, it's like, can you get through it, get there? Um, that's the only thing I worry about with the game as far as will I stick with it? Because on the other side, when I did do the combat, I think it's very, very good from what I've experienced so far, (laughs) because doing the classic things of like, just being like, okay, you know, you know, Benedict, for instance, being able to take him and buff, Right, like know that he's really not that strong of a hit or anything, but the buffs he can give to certain characters, like uh Federica uh early on with that fire type damage and pairing that with um with what Saron was doing, like you know, being able to box enemies in and, and hit them so that you're doing the counters back and forth, it it feels good, right? Like when you figure out how to maneuver around someone and use everyone to the best of their abilities where you're keeping your range people back and keeping them healthy, but they're giving you kind of support uh, as you go through it. Like, you know, being able to rain down an arrow on someone and it bounce them in someone else and they get hit, right? Things like that. Uh, I just, that's what I want when I play these games. I just wish, I guess for me personally, 
it was a little bit more either hands-off exploration, let me just discover characters from what I've seen so far, or maybe something that was straight line, more of like uh, Into the Breach, where it was like, no, just go. We're, we're here to fight. We'll give you a little bit of story, and you know, here are tons and tons of encounters um, yeah. from what I've seen so far. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, mm. you're. I mean, you're right. I agree with you 100 percent on the um, on the combat. It's, mm. you know, for a long for a while, it was like, gosh, I hate Benedict. I hate you so much. You can't do any damage. But then I started to accept him for what he was, a mm. guy who, and and quite frankly, he can absorb a lot of hits. Yeah. I mean, he's not the strongest guy on on there, but he can absorb a lot. Um. And, you know, I just, I had to, I had to reteach myself because I don't play these all the time Sure. to say, all right, um, protect, um, who's my healer? Gisla, I think was my healer. Yeah. Protect her at all costs. Keep her away from from all the enemies and just, just don't, she, she does not fight. Yes. Just send her to the areas to, to whoever she needs to heal. Just send her there to heal. And, you know, my, I think it's, um, I think it's. Hewan, the one that rides the bird. Yeah. She's like, yeah, she's like one of my favorite. Yeah, she's like my one one of my favorite characters. And and one of the things I love about this game is the terrain, where if you're if you're standing um like a, an element higher than your enemy and you rain down an attack on that enemy, it deals more damage than you would be, you know, level to him. Mm-hmm. But this character, Hewlett, Hewlett, that's 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 her name. She goes, she you can fly her up on a perch and she unleashes her arrows and it does, you know, it does, it does even more damage that way. I mean, she could be devastating. Yes. And, um, you know, Frederica has got that, you know, awesome fire ability. Um, but Scorn you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's like this, you know, it's like this big chess game, you know, and it, that's one of the things that I, I wasn't playing these types of games, um, before we started this show. Um, not this really? episode, but the show in general. Yeah. I, I just, I wasn't playing these types of games very much if at all um and sometimes i still have to when i jump into one of these go uh, things i have to get my head back into it because mm-hmm. yeah you know, I, I didn't i didn't <laughs> i didn't grow up with them um, um is there permadeath in this game for characters i was there about, is no there is no permadeath in this game i don't like that that's the one yeah. thing i'm not liking because i i understood like when i did the first you, couple okay, hold on you like permadeath oh i love permadeath because it does, it puts more emphasis on your yeah. decisions and I, your, your strategy. Like, I literally have had saves of the, that last Fire Emblem game, and especially Into the Breach, where because of the way things were going, I just quit and just restarted the fight completely. Like, I, I had, had in Fire Emblem, I was near the end of the game, like one of the final fights, and had a character that I just didn't care. I was like, I'm not losing her, and she was in a place where the only way I was going to survive and win the fight was to sacrifice her. So I just said no and came back and said, okay, what did I do wrong? Rethink it out, you know, figure out how it works. That's, that's what I want. I want the playthrough where, you know, I can keep everyone alive. It, it's the same way of like why I liked mass effect two on the back half so much was that, that suicide mission and the number of times I lost Morden made me restart that mission because I was like, no, we're going to well, see that's I mean, that's, that's one thing I hate about permadeath. You, you mm. become, you become so, you're so drawn into making sure nobody dies mm-hmm. that it drags the pace. It just drags the pace 
down. It's like, I yeah. like, I like it when I don't have to worry about that. And I think with fire emblem, you can actually, can't you turn off permadeath? You can, it's optional. So, you know, I'm okay with it being, you know, optional. Option, it, yeah. it, it would, it would make it a good, you know, thing to do, but I, I, I just don't know if it made sense for this one story wise. Mm. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> but, that's a, um, that's a good point. You know, in chat, we got that kind of going as we do reviews. And earlier I mentioned that we had a first time chatter. Uh, Mayo. Mayo says, listen, life's already a permadeath situation. Let's not have it in our video games, okay? <laughs> and so, yeah, uh, w- one other thing Chris mentioned um, about the combat here, um, and the enemy can do it to you as well. If you position your characters on each end, on each side, you can double team. <laughs> you can yeah! double team an enemy. If if you're facing an enemy and you put you position another character behind him, if you attack him from the front, mm-hmm automatically that triggers an attack from the back yeah so it's like you know smart yeah it's like the best of world like uh i can't remember the shield guy is um early on that's the tank you know oh ronaldo yeah Yeah. i think ronaldo yeah he's the he's awesome because you know he he's very beefy yeah i would and he yeah i was like working you know this fight down getting rid of all the ads and things like that you know the basic soldiers and finally getting to the two bosses and i mean it's just a very satisfying thing <laughs> to have you know uh main dude him and then like guy that's on the horse and you know maybe bendict or whoever on the other side and you're just consistently going back and then every now and then Federica is like, here, have some fire too. Why don't you? And you just watch fire. their, help, you know, you, cause they don't, you know, these guys, like the, the main guys of these encounters, they do have a lot of health and you know, it, you have to kind of game plan yourself so that as like, you know, you said like having your one healer that when that one guy does hit back, that you're in a position when you finally take them on that she can easily just heal up the one person taking hits. Um, and things like that, like even with the tank guy, I love that he has like the ability to, uh, to go ahead and traditional tank pull enemies and say, now next three terms, you're focusing on me. Um, yeah, you know. yeah, he's, he's really awesome. He, he, mm-hmm. he has this, uh, functionality, Sean, that he provokes people that are in his area, his grid. Uh, so that for the most part, they, it assures that they won't go after you, a yeah. character you're trying to move forward. They'll attack, uh, Ronaldo. So really, I mean, there's not so far there hasn't been a character that I haven't been able to use um mm-hmm. successfully. Actually, one of the things there's a there's an I forget his name. It's an archer. He sets he's allowed to set three traps on the on the board. Uh, I haven't gotten him. Um and you can and you can use those traps to block people's paths mm. to you know get to your to get to your friends. I mean, it's like this, it's like they're bear traps. So they show up on the the square and they get, it does, and it injures them and it, and I think it, it, it stalls their turns for a couple of turns. So they can't, it just lowers their mobility. And that's the real trick here is to do everything you can to, to limit everybody or all the enemies mobility. Um, at least that's the strategy I've taken. Um, you know, there are probably smarter ways to go about this stuff, but a lot of like last night I was doing a battle and it took me about 45 minutes to complete, you know, and, and I'm having fun the whole time. Right, You're having crazy. fun. Yeah. yeah. It, it well, just zooms by. I, I look at my clock and I'm like, Oh God, it's 11 o'clock. So yeah, but it's, but it's so far so good. I'm really, I'm really enjoying it. Um, before there's, there's upgrade systems to this, obviously before you start a battle, 
you can go into your encampment as they call it, and you can beef up your stats depending on resources you've collected. You collect those resources. When you're given the opportunity to explore areas, you really need to explore areas. Oh, you yeah. need to find as you need to talk to as many people as you can because they'll give you bits of information that can that can unlock uh, dialogue trees later on. Um, you can find different treasures within the world. Oftentimes, there's, there's merchants, so you can buy supplies that you'll need to upgrade people's uh, weapons, abilities, health, stats. There's three separate tiers for every character. Um, I don't for, I don't remember what they're called. One of them's called veteran. But um, after you get to like level ten, you can upgrade to a different level with, you know, like I think it's the veteran level you can upgrade to it and your, and your appearance looks different. You look like you're, oh, you know, okay. you're, yeah. you're, you're stronger. It, it's similar to how an Octopath Traveler, you can, um, you can sort of find these shrines to give you dual, what do they call them? Jobs or what do they call them? Anyway, mm. you, you can be a mage and a swordsman yeah. in Octopath. It makes sense. Then dual jobs make sense. That's fair. Right. So in this one, you can you there's there's it's it's not a a huge robust level up system, but it is there to make you to make you stronger. I'm I've got everybody around level twelve. Is um, is there a max or do you know what the max is for number of people you can bring to a battle? It depends on the battle. Okay. Um. Like, do you know what the largest you've seen is? Nine okay. is the largest I've seen. Nine, yeah, exactly. But, um, but but from everything I've read, everything I've seen, this game as it progresses get, is going to get a lot a lot harder. True. Um, which is might be why I might be thankful there's no permadeath. But true, you know what's funny? I just read uh, everything's triangle threes, three threes, except for the ending. There's four possible endings. Yeah. Yeah, so a and, square a square triangle strategy. <laughs> yeah, there is from what from what I understand, there's a true ending, or maybe they call it the good ending, where you've made all the right choices, said all the right things to all the right people, um, that kind of stuff. Um, you know, I'm I'm kind of in a situation now in the game where I've made a decision that I I'm not exactly glad I made, <laughs> but. Um, We'll see how it pans out. Um, you have to kind of go on blind faith sometimes that you're because a lot of the, when you're given the choice to answer a character a cert, uh, with three choices, they a lot of times you have you have no idea how that character is going to react. They can just flat out reject what you say, or they could say, "Oh, you, that's interesting. You really made me think." Or they can be uh, be completely agnostic. But um, with that being said, I, I mean I have really enjoyed my time with it. It was real. It, it was challenging in the jump to kind of, you know, you feel like you're not getting anywhere after, after five hours. Yeah, Chris, I think you're. I think you're at that point. After five hours, you've done what? Two battles. Yeah, I'm, I'm literally. Like, what am I? What am I playing here? I was like, you know, you you do the first one of this tournament, and you're like, all right, now we're gonna do the final, and they just cut, and you're like, what? <laughs> what I've been sitting around listening to you talk and I went around the villages and got the stuff and I'm ready. And you just gave me stuff <laughs> from the first battle and they leveled up and you just, he said all those things live. I heard it, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. he, just, he sounded just like that. Yeah, but it's, but it's, I, it's, it's good stuff. Anybody who loves these things, it's a no brainer 
for sure. I will say it also, it runs really smooth. I haven't had any glitches or breakdowns. There's yeah. been no frame rate dips. The load times are pretty good uh, considering it's not uh, an, a solid state drive. But, it, you know, I, I'm really happy with this game. Um, I think it's the third, third or fourth tactical RPG I've played, which is, you know, and this just makes me even more thirsty for advanced wars when it comes out. So. I think it's your third because you've played Mario Ravage, you played Octopath, you played this. Octopath, you play um, tactical though. I played Fire Emblem. Really, uh, Octopath not considered tactical? No. No. Um Fire Emblem Fire Emblem Three Houses I, like I played. Me. Did you finish um, Three Houses? I, no, no. Didn't you should even come close. You should do that. I I played that Gears um that Gears tactical game. I think it is a tactical game. But yeah, yeah, it is. Gears. RPG. Yeah. Desperados is sort of in the same vein. Yeah. Um, a little different, but it's kind of has the same philosophy. You need to play XCOM, dude. Yeah, I can play well, XCOM. Well, they say they say Rabbids is very XCOM. That's what they say. You know, I what can else see it because there's XCOM? cover. Say that, Sean. You know what else is very XCOM? What, buddy? XCOM. It's <laughs> <laughs> fair. Uh, Great job, so, John. Yep. Great job, man. Chris, you got anything else you want to add? No, I mean, um, I definitely think this is going to be one like that. Like right now my switch is sitting by my PC and it's kind of just been like a thing that when, you know, I'm waiting on say like a report to run, because for me, sometimes that can be 40 minutes of my life depending on what I'm doing. Uh, it, you know, I, I basically switch over and, and play a little bit. Right. Um, I, do like the fact that there is an auto progression to the cutscenes, and I also like very much that I can hit A and just pop the text, read it, and move on because I really am not overwhelmingly thrilled with the voice acting. I mean, it's it's serviceable, but it's not. I mean, it it hasn't like I haven't heard someone where I've just been like, man, that performance was interesting. It just kind of feels traditional, right? Um, I don't know All if right. that will change, but you know, besides that, I'm really, as John said, I really am enjoying the combat. And I think if you're probably a fan <laughs> above all else of, of those classic ones, like if you're final fantasy tactics fan, I think there's going to be a lot here. Um, like, you know, friend of the show, Josh would eat this game up in a heartbeat. And I know he's been, he's been lurking and, and looking at it, you know, so <laughs> I'm yeah. sure it's coming. But so yeah. yeah, I think I think at this point, I think at this point, by the time I finish, it will be mm-hmm. higher from everything I've read. But because it's been very narrative heavy in the beginning, and it's now really, really starting to pick up mm-hmm. with combat and stuff like that, I'm gonna I'm gonna settle in on an eight for now. That's okay. fair, um, I think. But by but my next week, I'll be able to probably report back and say, "Sorry, I had to play Tokyo, whatever that game is, or Kirby, or." Mm-hmm. Tiny Tina. Good God. Like yeah, the biggest of... launch day. I'm playing Tunic all week, bro. I've done that. Yeah, we, y'all talking about that next week? Yeah. Spoilers. Right, for sure. <laughs> it's fine. We'll give you time to work on other things. Tunic locked. Confirmed. <laughs> Hashtag locked. <laughs> well, cool. Yeah. yeah, I don't have a score yet. Yeah, you, you you've mentioned that earlier that you wouldn't. I um, do, though. Yeah. For the record, I feel like we have to correct things. I was told this last week, and someone earlier said the scales of conviction did not have three 
scales. And to me, I don't know about you guys, but when I pulled up a picture of the scales of conviction, I count one, two, three scales on there. And they look like a triangle. Uh, Chris, that is called marketing. <laughs> but anyway. so far, See, Chris, oh, marketing it could, is. It could, it could change, but I'm telling you, the scales of conviction in the game have two scales Sir, for it. I am looking at a picture of it right now. Got yeah, I saw it too. <laughs> Doesn't change my mind. Maybe you should trust me on this. <laughs> Dude, he's a, he did. Can we tell you how much Chris doesn't trust a person? I was having some issues with a thing, and I, I told Chris what I did. And Chris was like, hey, can you can you share your screen? We'll look at something else. Do you know what he had me go to first? What? The thing I said I did to confirm <laughs> that I indeed do what I said I did. It's lies. Don't make me hate Chris live on a show right I'm now. just saying. Don't make me. I'm just saying everything I've seen shows three scales. In this and somebody says uh, it was Mayo. That's two scales on a cup holder. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> but great job, man. For real. Uh, knowing how much that you like these games and you recently played them, it really, when I told you I held the game twice, I went, I really want to be able to be in this with John. <laughs> like, for real. You know, I want to play this game and be able to talk about it with John, but. You're never going to play it. I can let you borrow it. I'm good. Yeah, I figured. No, I'll buy it. I got DJ money. All right, then. What is happening? You have fiddled. You're tinkering. I don't know. Can I? But can I take us to news? Yeah, I thought you already did. I did. This is all in the show? What's Since up, when, show? Hold on. Since when does he ask us for permission? Right. He normally, he's like, oh, by the way, we got. All up the press and straight to your ears. Weekly Games Chat presents the news. 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 Ladies and gentlemen, we made it to news. Thank you so much. Um, We got a bunch of stuff, a lot of stuff to talk to to you about. Uh, To start off that stuff talking, though, it's not going to be me or Chris. It will be John. John. So I really have to do this. You, Fine, you let's do this. <laughs> I was wondering. It took me a second to realize why John was going first after doing the topic because you usually always put right. One... I put the person, but yeah, back yeah. in and all that. Yeah. PlayStation acquires new studio that may or may not be owned by Jade Raymond. Mm-hmm. PlayStation has acquired Haven Entertainment Studios. The company was founded by Jade. Ra- well, looky there. Yeah. Was company uh, was founded by Jade Raymond. Uh, that will become the 18th studio to join the PlayStation family. According to Jade, quote, joining PlayStation Studios provides Haven with the creative freedom and unparalleled support to focus on building the highest quality games. We're excited to have the opportunity to collaborate with and learn from all of the exceptional PlayStation Studios teams. We intend to fully embrace the incredible capabilities of the PS5 to create new worlds that inspire players and allow them to connect in new ways. End quote. Mm-hmm. The studio currently has over 60 employees and quote, the day-to-day operations post-acquisition will continue to be run by the management team at Haven Studios in close collaboration with PlayStation Studios leadership team to give uh, Jade as little responsibility as possible. There, you wanted it. I did it. There you go. You did good. Uh, you you know, know, if you aren't aware, Jade Raymond was one of the primary of uh, forces behind the creation of the Assassin's Creed series. So 
I think it says a lot that Sony is going out on a limb. They must have seen what her new IP is. She she might have some 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 gaming respect. She might have done mm-hmm. some things. She might have a good resume of, you know. Yeah, 2007 was an awesome year, guys. Really it was. It was. I was, it was. Dude, I was really 27. Was. I was feeling great. The peak mm-hmm. of my, you know, <laughs> all the things. Life was good in 07, bro. We talked about. But you know, she uh I I guess they must like I said Smart move, I guess, on Sony if they if they like what they saw to go ahead and spend the money and say, "Hey, let's lock this up now." And I'm sure for for her again, it kind of just continues to beat that drum of what we see going on in the industry, which is that if you're a developer out there and you want to build a larger type studio, eventually you're going to probably sell to someone, whether it be EA, Activision. Well, not Activision anymore. Um, <laughs> uh, Tencent playstation or microsoft that seems to be the way we're going so hopefully whatever they're making ends up being good hadn't uh haven studios kind of already signed a exclusive deal for this particular project they were working on with playstation maybe they have i don't know not offhand i had heard i i feel like we we'd covered the fact that they were sort of brought in Mm. for playstation to kind of fund this project um, because Google didn't work out. No. no, that's that's just Google in general. That's just you know what? That's allegations, John. We shouldn't really do that here. That's not an allegation. Uh, Google didn't work out. That's all I said. Yeah, it didn't Google's still out. thriving, sir. Go to Google.com right now, okay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. John, also, that's how you run over a segue. By the way, great job. Right. Yeah. Anyways, uh, PlayStation Bells allegations we got here. Uh, yeah, a see, former Chris did too. He ran right over it. I'm sorry. A former IT security analyst at Sony PlayStation has filed a lawsuit against the company on Monday, alleging gender discrimination and wrongful termination after speaking up about discrimination against females at the company. The analyst named Emma Majo. I don't know if I'm saying that last name right. Probably not. Is seeking out others in an attempt to expand her lawsuit into a class action case on behalf of women who have worked at the company. The suit charges that Sony quote tolerates and cultivates a work environment that discriminates against female employees, including female employees and those who identify as female. The suit also claims that the company subjects them to work culture predominated by men. Eight more women have joined the suit so far and Sony has responded to the accusations with the following statement. Despite the sweeping breadth of her lawsuit, The allegations in which SIE categorically denies she fails to plead facts to support either her individual claims or the claims of the broad-based classes of women she seeks to represent. However, Sony claims that it does take new allegations seriously. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what this is. This is Sony here. I know how I lean which you know, obviously wouldn't surprise you guys, but Sony's statement here is sort of like, you know what? Show me your receipts. Bring this. Mm-hmm. They are open. I mean, this is, this is, this is professional. Don't get me wrong. And respectful and as respectful, as respectful, respectful as these things have to be, but this is a challenge. This, this is a challenge to that person. You, you go out and this, this is strange to me. You go out, and you start a claim and then try to encourage others so that it can be a class action lawsuit. It seems to be working a little bit 
backwards from the jump here, but you know, I'm, I'm not a lawyer. What do I know? But, um, I, I'm, I'm really getting tired of these stories, regardless of what side you, you fall on with this stuff. I think everybody's getting tired of it either because they don't believe it uh, or because they're sick of hearing about an industry they think is so toxic that it's just depressing to constantly hear about this stuff. But I wish the the media would would start telling us when companies are doing really well and, and showing us and you know sort of you know leading by example to say this is this is the company let's prop this company up on a pedestal because this is how you do it. I want to know who those people are because they've got to be out there mm-hmm. to sort of balance you know when everybody you know if if it leads if it bleeds it leads i understand that negativity sells negativity gets clicks we all understand that but if you want to have a real impact on the industry show us who's doing it right and highlight them i mean i'm sure that there's people that have been called out for toxicity and have and have righted the ship um riot games i think is one of them maybe that is that is doing things differently now um, improving their culture. I think it's Riot. Um, the audience can correct me if I'm wrong on that. Yeah, but they I'd, I'd like to hear about companies who are doing it correctly and the media to celebrate them so that people can start getting an image of this because they can change the culture in more ways than they are doing now. Um, I just think there's a better way to do all this. Show us who's doing it right. Yeah, uh, you so know, uh, it's funny you brought up, up- you brought up that point because I was, I forget where I was. I was eating somewhere by myself and they had the news on recently and, and it's like local news and you, the news, it, and I don't want to sound like an old guy, but it didn't used to be like, and, and when we get back from break, you're going to hear about three murders that happened, blah, blah, blah. Or, you know, it's like, and that's, that's just how it is. And I don't like having to say that's just how it is because, you know, however you want to say it, they have a way, and John said it perfectly. They can change the narrative. They can they can make it more positive. But the the truth to the matter is, you know how they that old adage like sex sells. They, they're talking about like the gritty stuff people flock to, and they want to hear the stories about you know the the blizzards of the world. Wait, what? Uh, let's 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 you know talk about that for weeks, and let's talk about the Sony's, and they're going to get more clicks and more ratings, and that's unfortunate. You know, and this is the same day when I read a story, and I was. I'm recently planning to go to Disney World in Orlando and employees walked out because the company's response to a piece of legislation by that gov- by that state's governor uh it caused a it caused some some dis dis some unrest in in the workplace and uh you know it it's not going it, this stuff like this is all over the news I want I'm with you I'm with you John that's long-winded for saying I'm with you I want to hear more about the good stuff you know I, um I'm kind of, I don't know. Um, to go with the first point, I would think the reason that she's doing this the way they're doing this, it reminds me a little bit of what happened at Fox News with the Roger Ailes stuff, right? Which was when Gretchen first got fired. Basically, that's what she did. She put out the allegation and it was in hopes that you put the allegation out and then a bunch of people come forward, right? That's the gamble you place on this. Yeah. You're, you're hoping that you're not, alone in this that you really if you believe these things right I, i'm sure she does believe these things um that you know her coming forward and saying hey that we can do a class action suit gets 
other people who may be silent to join in your uh your battle so to speak and sony's stuff i mean yeah it seems like general kind of response to a lawsuit right admit nothing kind of find the things in there that you could poke at and say uh, well you know because just knows that in despite all this she doesn't say this or do this in there right and i'm sure if this keeps you don't see that a lot no you don't mean you don't see a company say that a lot well, I mean, the Activision one went freaking hard in the paint when that came out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, but on the other side, as far as, you know, positivity and all that, I don't know. I, there are stories on there. I mean, Microsoft got positive press when they came in in Activision. They showed that restructuring of the Xbox One. They made sure to put that picture out there of like, hey, here is our board, which is consisted consist of a lot of women on the board. Like, you know, I don't know if it was a majority, but it was a very strong, you know, minority presence, like 40% of it, right. Was women in top positions within Xbox. So there are those stories. I also though, I don't know. I don't think it's the job of news to go out there and especially in this where it's not really news because it's not like IGN and them are, are true news organizations. It's more of their, they're organizations that cover things that happen in the industry, sure. But when your whole entire ability to get access to things is, for the most part, controlled by the people that you're promoting, you know, I think, like, they give so much positive coverage on a day-to-day interaction that you do this. Like, years, I feel like I talked about, I would hear about the Blizzard culture and how great of a place it was for creativity and all this, and apparently... All this time you're hearing about, you know, after the fact, there's all this stuff that's being swept under, that's being, you know, kept between behind closed doors and such. I mean, yeah, I'm for positive stories. Don't get me wrong. I want those things too, but I feel it's more important to, I would rather it be more of like, hey, we're just reporting what's out there and kind of leave it at that and follow up and give analysis on those things. Keep digging when you have a story come up there. Like, you know, I want someone to take this allegation and go out there and go talk and see if she can, you know, she or he, whoever the reporter is, could find other people at Sony who might back up what she's saying and maybe others who won't. And if there's a story there presented out, but you know, I'm not going to sit here and be a champion of like, well, the job of the media is just to come out there and be like, here's consistently how they're doing it right. Like even with Riot Games, I've heard they're doing things better, but I'm kind of more of like in the wait and see phase with them, right? Like where I go, yeah, they've said that they're doing things and they've paid their fine, sure, but maybe let's wait five years, see how that actually develops before. But you do you, you know. see right there mm-hmm. the way you have to think? Mm-hmm. And not truly, you got to wait and see. Uh, I, I know. I mean, to me, because you're not used to hearing the good stuff. Yeah, but I've heard so much. I mean, dude, there was so much. If you're talking about good stuff, last year with Riot Games, everyone was rushing back to talk about Riot Games when it came to the Game Awards last year, and talking about yeah. uh, Arcane and their show and all this kind of stuff. And that's fine, you know. It from all you know, intensive of purposes, it seems like it was a solid show and a really cool launching off point for their you know universe. But at the same time, I'm not going to act like, well, they've definitely proven they fixed everything. I hope they have, you know, and that's the way it should be. 
Yeah. But you just championed Microsoft saying they fixed everything like in a week. I mean, I don't know if Microsoft has some long-term allegations as far as what's been going around with Xbox forever. If that comes out, right, then I want it to come out. And I yeah, want them I mean, to I, have I, to... I get you. I'm just pointing yeah. out uh, what, what we I think we all agree on, though. And and regardless, if there is discrimination, sure, we none of us are champions for that in a workplace at all, yeah. um, like at all, like it's just not a cool thing. So mm-hmm. this will be very inter interessante as it moves forward for sure. <laughs> Any final thoughts before I move on to Hogwarts? Because I'm crunk about this one. <laughs> Apparently, your so is, your dog. We don't understand dog. We can't put that on the podcast because they're barks. Because they're dogs. John. Go for it, John. All right. There was a Hogwarts state of play, ladies and gentlemen, and John and Sean watch it together, and we couldn't believe what we saw. I'll tell you that much. That's right. The state of play introduced fans to Hogwarts legacy for the first time, and we believe the world was impressed, to be quite honest with you. The game takes place at Hogwarts school, and it's going to be set during the 1800s, many generations before Harry Potter. The presentation introduces to a very authentic representation of life for a student at Hogwarts. You'll be able to comprehensively create a new character from scratch. You can also take full control of the sorting hat and choose the house you wish. Uh, The plot finds the goblins of the magical realm up to no good and attempting to stage a rebellion. Of course, that's a lot different than what we're used to uh, in the books and the movies. So this is kind of cool to see where that's going to go. Also, a dark form of magic is corrupting witches, wizards, and beasts with hostile foes. Along with all this comes with attending class, of course, and casting a wide variety of spells during combat. Uh, To be quite honest, this looks to be a well-rounded package that is aiming for a, get it, get this, this year's holiday release date. How cool is that? Mm -hmm. Well, they, uh, Sean, I don't know if, I don't know if you could stand up after that presentation. I know I couldn't in particular. Uh, and I was, I was at work, <laughs> so I had to wait a little bit. But um, the fact that they said, the fact that they said holiday kind of gives me pause that they are leaving themselves room um, to delay the Maybe. heck out of this game. In Maybe. fact, there's people, there's people already saying that have inside sources saying this game's not going to come out this year. Um, that's fine. Um the most important thing was to get it out there to show people what this was. Cause I had no idea really what we were going to expect. Um, this game seemed to understand, <laughs> seemed to understand the Harry Potter books or at least the world of JK Rowling in a way that, you know, the movies kind of get it. I mean, this was, this was like, it was almost like you were being shown footage of universal Orlando. You know what I mean? I mean, it, this, this place was really, I I'm, I'm down. I'm, I'm here for it. I am so excited. It, it, it presented combat in a, I was like, how are you going to, is combat with wands going to be fun? It looked fun. It looked pretty I mean, fun. <clears throat> I mean, the way, and, and, and I really love the fact that they're, they're separating it. They're, they're smart enough to separate this thing. I mean, really separate it from the Harry Potter storyline, sending it back a hundred years where you can basically create the world and the characters and you can do anything. It's a, it's a clean slate. Um, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just so, so hyped. And I, and I'm, and you know, I hope it comes out this holiday cause, cause I'll be first in line. 
I'll be dressed up at uh, GameStop. <laughs> Got a little little uh, lightning bolt going down my forehead. Cool, Sean. That's awesome. <laughs> you said it. We said it well. You really did. Uh, I was, to be honest, I was looking at a way. Uh, maybe this is maybe this is the way Mandalorian style. Um, you mentioned that I couldn't stand. Well, do you know who else uh, well, couldn't recently stand? Chris couldn't stand. So CD Projekt Red has confirmed that a new Witcher game is currently in development and will be utilizing Unreal Engine 5. Um, I saw earlier in the chat some somebody, I think, expressed some skepticism about the, the new Witcher game. To me, this sort of addresses it. According to the developer, the game will be, quote, kicking off a new saga for the franchise and a new technology partnership with Epic Games. There's no official word whether Geralt of Rivia will be involved in this new chapter, although his wolf medallion is featured in some early teaser art, Chris. How about that? The studio has used its uh, R.E.D. ending technology to build their game since Witcher 2. Um, quote, one of the core aspects of our internal R.E.D. 2.0 transformation is a much stronger focus on technology and out cooperation and our cooperation with Epic Games is based on this principle. From the outset, we did not consider a typical licensing arrangement. Both we and Epic see this as a long-term fulfilling tech partnership. And I think um, Unreal Engine 5 is going to do uh, is going to allow them to focus on the quality of their games as opposed to making sure that their technology and their engine is running in tandem with it because you know, you we've all seen demos of Unreal Engine 5. This is very impressive stuff. And I think this is going to be much easier going forward for CD Projekt Red to avoid um, cyberpunk kind of stuff going forward. What do you think, Chris? I am holding back <laughs> hype. So kind of... There's uh, no way it can be good. I, I feel the same, like, to go back to the last one, like with both of them, it, Sound like I don't want a good Harry Potter game, right? Uh, or Hogwarts game, I guess. Not like I don't want a great Witcher game. Um, but you know, I'm I'm kind of reserving judgment. Uh, got burned hard by old CD Projekt Red <laughs> two years ago for getting way too hyped. Uh, for something, so I'm trying to hold back and just see what this becomes. Um, that medallion, John, is not Geralt's medallion as the medallion of the school of the wolf of the witchers. So the only thing that makes me hopeful is that maybe this will be a prequel long before the events that are shown in the witcher. And maybe we get like the age of like when they were a very dominant thing and we just get something that's completely separate and nothing to do with Siri and we could just go and have a great time. You know, that's, that's what I would hope for. And hopefully whenever it gets released, it will be in a state that is solid and, and, and lives up to the hype of what the original games were. We'll see. I'm yeah, sure it will yeah, be I know some how you, time. I know how you feel, Chris, about not getting your hopes up. I feel the same way. Mm. Last of Us 2, you know, I'm just, I'm very skeptical of Naughty Dog's next adventure. Well, they're a game of the year. They've never made it back. <laughs> Solid game. Really enjoyed it. You know what you shouldn't get I should your... probably play Rich I I should probably play Witcher 3 at some point. You oh. should. Uh no. You... <laughs> you know what you shouldn't get your hopes up for though, guys? See, that was professional right there. Oh, I... uh, what? Tell what, us, Chris. Chris? Tell there us more. Go. Uh 
There will be no EA Play this year. What? I know, guys. Uh, the Summer Games Conference season suffered another blow with the announcement that EA will not have its annual EA Play in 2022. Instead, the publishing giant will be revealing more about its projects, quote, when the time is right for each of them. According to a statement provided to IGN, we love EA Play Live as it's our way of connecting with our players and sharing what's new with all of you. However, this year, things aren't lining up to show you everything on one date. We have exciting things happening at our world-class studios, and this year we'll reveal much more about these projects when the time is right for each of them. We look forward to spending time with you throughout the year. I think this is the right call. Better too. Yeah, I think they anybody in their position should do this. Yeah. I mean, it's just, honestly, I didn't think EA Play was ever that great. Like, because I mean, it's like, harsh. well, no, because there's such a, you know, public Let's tweet that out to the official Twitter. There's well, got to spend, they got to spend real estate on FIFA and exactly and all that stuff. Yeah. And the big just, games that sell billions of copies. Yeah. 100% true, but it drags down the tempo because they rarely show anything new. The folks who excited. Yeah. The folks who are coming to watch that are not there for FIFA or Matt. That's just the honest truth. They're there for, you know, with, battlefield and star wars right of course dragon age anything that's going on with uh, the next mass effect the dead space remake that's coming that's what people would want to see and honestly you know i don't think you need to do a huge event for that right especially for the fact that we know you're not probably getting mass effect or dragon age news for quite some time if it would make Nintendo a lot more... did it with Metroid and it set the world on fire. Yeah, but that's doing that's like doing a, you know, that game's that, not that's coming what, out. last year. That's what EA played live did. They did a video. Yeah, no, I'm not talking about like the video. I'm just saying the amount of content they have and the way they'd have to present because if they do an EA live, it's going to end up being just say that we're doing it and FIFA and all that kind of stuff. And people are going to be like, boo, this sucks. It's not good to watch. For me, if you don't, if that's the only thing you got, why not instead pivot and be like, hey, Jeff Keighley, here's something on Dead Space or hey, Microsoft, hey, Sony, whatever. Here's something on Dead Space and then put out a, you know, get to July and be like, hey, we're going to do a live stream event for Madden for all the Madden fans today. And we'll have those things. I think that's just an easier thing for them at this point. All I'm saying is, any game company and Nintendo kind of does this too. Remember we kind of respect how they do it because they thank us for being fans and they tell us we got to work on it a little bit more. Yeah. I, I don't mind it. I, I just, we, well, I think what we don't like is, is when like, like specifically a game keeps getting pushed back and pushed back, pushed Correct. back stuff like that. Correct. This is okay. If you don't got your, you know, your, your together and you're not ready to talk about it. Don't talk about it. You know, yeah. uh, We'll be we'll be here when you are, <laughs> for sure. Um, let's see, what's what's next? Oh, it's it's my turn to talk, John. Before I do though, any thoughts on EA's play situation? Um, just I think I think it's showing. I think they're already demonstrating their philosophy this year on that. I mean, they're doing more. If if the Dead Space presentation is any evidence, they're doing more curated presentations. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, it brings up the interesting conversation of studios or publishers doing these kinds of shows anymore. Are you 
are you, are you relieving tension on, on your development studios mm-hmm. to get, to get the, um, you know, the, what do they call the, the vertical slice, the vertical slice. Thank you, Chris, of something ready for, you know, convention season. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's gotta take, that's gotta take um, some studios a month out of their dev cycle to get something like that put together to make sure there's no bugs in something. Yeah. So, you know, I'm all for it. Um, I do love the spectacle of what Xbox and Sony bring to the table, but if that helps games in the long run, I'll watch a YouTube trailer. Plus they, they with can, some headphones on. Plus, you if they want to feel a festival or, I guess, convention season, they can go GDC next week and do that. Because <laughs> that's next week, that's, apparently. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, that's funny. Uh, you know, John, you just mentioned bugs, right? You were talking about something totally different than where I'm about to take this. But you know what does have bugs, John? Uh, tell me, Sean. <laughs> There's a game called Monster Hunter, uh, and specifically Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak. Going to have plenty of bugs for you, John, and like the kind you that would eat and stuff. Uh, Monster Hunter Rise's Sunbreak expansion will be releasing on the Nintendo Switch and Steam uh, in the summer, June 30th of this year to be exact. A new trailer showed off the story. The new outpost hub, there's that word again, as well as new monsters to sink our teeth into. There were also new abilities to gain after completing the base game. Uh, well, uh, never mind, that's not, we don't go there. The digital version of the expansion will cost $39.99. The deluxe edition, however, will cost you a bit more at $49.99 and comes with new armored sets, hairstyles, and gestures. We love a good gesture. Love a good gesture. Uh, I can never get time to to play this again. <laughs> you got no time. I, I got no time because I do a podcast. And you play Bioshock and Assassin's Creed whenever you get a chance to outside of the games you're already playing. I'm downloading Castlevania Lords of Shadow 2 right now on my PC. <laughs> Let's see. Is it downloaded yet? When are you getting back not. to Elden Ring? It's ready to play, guys. I'll see you later. <laughs> show's over. But John, you got to read one more piece of news that you can't just leave. But uh, you, we, we, and I think was it with with uh, I hate to bring him up again because he's getting too much attention. Let's be honest. Mm. Was it Andrew that we were supposed to play that with? Yes. Oh, son of a biscuit! He does you know? get a lot of attention. He's he really. I tell you what. Well, look at me! I got a new desk. You know. Hey, look at me! I was on a podcast and I look cool. You know. Does that look mean me? Does mean I can play Andrew? play with andrew and uh in rocket league can we go back and do that now you got new no because we're gonna all play mario kart we gotta quit teasing that the 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 tracks are out now and they look amazing they do look good like what are we waiting for um mike i think your buddy mike is neck deep in them right now i see him on switch i think it's mike oh slate yeah what's he on oh the mario kart Think yeah. so. Oh, that means we got to cart. We have to cart it up. Ugh. Uh, you know, it, it, but the problem is that cart's only on one platform, the Nintendo. You've heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Come on, John. Come on, John. Come on, John. I'll say it again. The problem is, well, look, look, Sean, look, I think the reality <laughs> is, the reality is, that Godfall. See, I wasn't quite sure. I couldn't remember which one I was doing. It's fine. But yeah. but the reality is, Shin Godfall. Yeah. What's Godfall? I'll tell you in a second. <laughs> uh oh. 
Okay, uh, Godfall. No, What's no, let it, let it, let it, let it do what it, let it do what it does. Dead. So you can't see what just happened. But John just stood up to do something. Godfall. <laughs> he went to go get the game Godfall. Ugh. There it is. Uh, so Godfall, once a PS5 launch title, here's the proof right here. Proof's in the pudding, you know. Now it's on PS4. But it's also coming to additional platforms. Nice. Um, it's from Gearbox Pub- Publishing, and it's finally headed to Steam and Xbox. I'm just going to hold it while I read. To mark this occasion, <laughs> it is receiving its largest free content update to date. Godfall Ultimate Edition will arrive on Steam, Xbox Series X and S, and Xbox One on April 7th. Ladies and gentlemen, that's next month. Uh, the game I'm holding in my hand is called Godfall. It's backwards. I'm back. It's not for us. Loft dogs. The uh, the ultimate edition will include the base game, the fire and darkness expansion, and the three content updates: Primal, Lightbringer, and Exalted. The game will come with new streamlined inventory management. I think it's not. I I don't think it's a bad game. It can be fun to play with some friends. Um, I've been meaning to get further into it before I trade it in for dollar fifty. I think it's going for. But really cool idea, really cool aesthetic. It's a beautiful game. Combat's really good. It's just not very um, good. Well, no, it, it, <laughs> it's just not very. There was not a lot of variety when it when it came out. I mean, basically one one method of it's the the variety of gameplay was not very good. But it's fun. I had a good time with it. The uh, hour I played. <laughs> <laughs> but look forward to that um it looks like they're looks like they're not really giving up on this so maybe we get some sequels at some point so that'd be cool no nothing cool i got nothing <laughs> i got i got nothing i was gonna let it just kind of chill for a minute because we are about to bring the tempo down but maybe mm. not maybe this is good news but it's because of bad news Sure. You know, uh, Epic Games has committed to donating all its Fortnite proceeds to the humanitarian relief for those affected by the continuing uh, Ukrainian Russia Russian conflict. Xbox is joining this effort with Epic by committing their net proceeds from Fortnite during the same time frame. The donations will be collected from March 20th through April 3rd. Together, the two companies have raised $36 million in U.S. dollars. These funds will be sent directly to the UNICF, uh, the World Food Program, UNHCR, and Direct Relief, uh, which is good. I mean, I, I know, That's I think we, we missed this, I think. Um, but, I mean, this thing has directly affected games itself. Even, like, I, I'm surprised. Even Microsoft isn't doing more given on, uh, what was it? Stalker. Stalker 2 is pretty much delayed till no one knows now because they are based in Ukraine (laughs) and have had to all flee. So, you know, uh, it's nice to see folks get together and, you know, not just help those in the industry, but help everyone there because there's definitely just a terrible thing going on right now. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. So yeah, for sure. Wonder uh I don't know. I got nothing. 
I, my mind's going immediately, like I said, to when I first thought about this a couple of days before the war, it's probably some kids playing some video games online, yeah, having a good time, dinner's cooking, and then a couple of days later, they don't have a house no more. So, yeah, yay for war. All right, Chris, we've reached the uh, finale of the news. So you got to do a thing before I talk because I can't talk until you do that thing. Finally, this week. Xbox cuts ties with Moon Studios. According to recent reports, Moon Studios has a culture problem that suffers issues with crunch, verbal abuse, and poor organization. According to a new report by GamesBeat, Xbox is no longer working with the studio following what was said to be a, quote, difficult relationship. According to one developer, it's an oppressive workplace for sure, but it's hard to pinpoint one thing because, in isolation, all of these incidents, if they happen once, you would think they are small things. When you're dealing with that for multiple years, you're going to see the decline of people's mental health. I can say that for myself, personally. I was properly messed up after we finished. I've never been depressed until that moment. I lost my passion for my job because they drummed it out of me. Moon Studios has responded. And there's a response online that we're going to pull up. Do you need that? It's in the chat now. It's in the chat now. I'll go ahead and read that. Just scroll down all the way to the bottom. It's a lengthy, girthy response. Yeah. All right, here we go. Here's the response. And if you were on Twitch, you can follow with me. I'm on page 74. I'm kidding. Uh, This is the response. We don't believe the experiences suggested by your questions are representative of the more than 80 Moon Studios team members who are thriving and doing great work every day. Nor do we believe they are representative of the experiences of former members of our team. In fact, we are very proud of our history of making people happy, advancing their careers, and contributing to their financial success. We built Moon Studios with a simple premise. First, we wanted to create a distributed studio that is not limited by geographic boundaries, enabling us to draw the top talent from around the world. Second, we wanted to foster a vibrant culture where our team thrives and delivers the very best work in our industry. And finally, from day one, we set out to share the profits and rewards of our efforts with the full team. We believe we have succeeded. Oh my God, there's 74 more paragraphs. Yeah, there's there's a lot. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot, but it basically goes on. They continue to um, highlight uh, why they kind of disagree with this. Yeah, They talk about what makes their team powerful uh, as far as global and cultural diversity. Uh, they, they have award-winning games, and uh, they find irony that an Aust- Austrian and an Israeli Jew started this multicultural enterprise. And they view each other as brothers. So they're kind of basically saying all these things that were pointed out against us. Uh, you know, we've been rocking for 12 years. We've grown. We've learned. And it, if you want to read that, you can go to the, you can go to IGN.com is where we got it. And there's an article about the Moon Studios and Xbox. Uh, yeah. You know, cutting ties. I would say if you really want to get the full gist of everything go to actual games beat and read the full article because it's it's lengthy there's a lot in there um to to chew on uh as far as things going up what makes this sad i mean well it, it sucks whenever you have a bad work culture you know and that's what it sounds like it just sounds like these guys are very much of the the two owners seem to be very much like hey we 
we don't want to have a very corporate atmosphere. And the problem with that, that sometimes comes out is that when you don't have a corporate atmosphere, you do things and you don't realize how that can make people feel or, or act right. Cause you don't have a centralized hub for those views to be expressed and kind of return back to management and all that. But besides that, um, the sad part about this is Microsoft still owns the property or they own it for good. That's theirs. I don't know if there's another studio they have in their stable that can continue on this. Right. And it sounds like their decision wasn't maybe so much based on the work culture stuff as it was more of the fact that like, you know, they were the one funding these games and they kept delaying and delaying and delaying. Um, and therefore it creates, you know, strain, right? Cause if you're Microsoft and you're going, Hey, we expect this game to be out here and you've delayed three times already. Uh, and you're telling us we're changing the scope of our game, you know, kind of gets hard to be committed to a studio, uh, and keep spending resource on that. Um, because I don't think, you know, while I think Ori's done well, it's not like Ori is, uh, it's not something that was going to bring in, you know, tens of millions for them. It's something that I think it's for the hardcore gamers, right? You know, like us three uh, that really like to go back and play things that remind us of stuff and, and see how something like a Metroidvania can evolve and, and have a new look that maybe we haven't seen before. But either way, just, you know, I hope if you had a bad experience working there that you're in a better place. Cause yeah, for sure. <laughs> Yeah, you know, uh, the the older I get, you know, it it just sometimes it's sometimes it's just not possible for a company, whether they're corporate, mm-hmm. whether they have that corporate structure, Activision, or not, can can always protect the experience of an individual. Mm-hmm. I've had big bad experiences at work, but I'm not going to go sue a company because I had a bad experience at work, or because something someone said at some at any given day offended me, but. You know, to each their own. I hope they get. You know, if 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 something if something bad did happen, I hope they get. I hope they get the acknowledgement and the repercussions that they feel that they are owed. I do find it ironic that Xbox refuses to work with Moon Studios and then goes bought to buy Activision. It's like it's it's a strange it's a strange hypocrisy, and it's and and really, I mean, I'm at this point, and I say this calmly. With, with with a very calm voice. I'm not upset, guys. I'm not going to raise my voice. I refuse to listen to Xbox, PlayStation, EA, regardless of who they are, lecture me on, on morals and ethics. I, I don't want to hear it anymore because you talk out of both sides of your mouths. You talk about the principles that you hold and you, and you shun a small studio for some problems they have. And they could be very, very legitimate and very, very bad. But then you, but then you go acquire the most toxic corporate company in video games. If you believe what you want to believe, it's just strange to me. It's just really strange that Xbox, you know, I, I just, I, I hope moon studios lands on their feet because they're a talented studio. That's it. That That's all I get out of this. I think they that's have, really um, they already have a new game that they have in development. I think it's with private division. Uh, it's supposed to be some sort of RPG that they're mm-hmm. working on. Um, I do want to say one to their the employees, no one who has talked in this article says they believe that they broke any laws or anything like that, or that they're playing a lawsuit or anything like that. They basically said, from what I gathered, most of them are saying, 
I want other developers who might look at this and go, they have high praise, right? To just know what this work environment is before you agree to go work for them. Because, you know, that's why I went there to go work for them. And I quickly realized, oh, this was maybe not quite the studio I thought it was. And also with Microsoft, I would say there's a little bit different because they didn't, again, Microsoft didn't terminate their contract because of these allegations, right? It was terminated more so just because they didn't like the way of doing business with them, their relationship for whatever reason. So it's not anything personal. It's like they're going like, oh, you're really bad at managing your, you know, your corporate suite or whatever. Next up, Bobby Kotick. <laughs> <Right. laughs> let's just, like, let's just, let's just hit just, them all, right? I don't yeah. get it. I just don't get it. Uh, I, I, I'm curious, Chris, did it, did it say what, when this happened? Is it, was it's, it recently or did it happen before? It's been it, like pretty much from what it sounds like, the, like they cover the full history. Um, and it sounds like uh, it, it originally started with just those two guys, right? Uh, one of them right. worked at Blizzard. The other was working kind of doing graphical animation stuff and one lives in israel the other lives in uh, i can't remember which country it was but you know like that's why they say it's like a completely remote atmosphere and they said once they got the microsoft contract they started expanding and i guess austria there yeah thank you yeah um it started expanding and they said like you know it's kind of like it's it reads very ken levine is what I would say. Mm-hmm. Like this, these people who consistently come in criticizing you, tearing your work down, never really giving you positive reinforcement, but at the same time, consistently changing the scope of what they're doing and not really giving you good constructive criticism, right? Like, so Chris, so Chris, my previous boss. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great, that's who a very didn't, good So who that's didn't, where John gets his point from where he's like, you know what? I saw basically didn't break any HR policies. He didn't, they didn't break any laws. They didn't do anything ethically sure. inappropriate, but yeah, I have PTSD. Yes. <laughs> right. Yeah, and I think, you know, so, and it's yeah. like I said, they basically said it got really bad for the pandemic. Cause I guess there would be moments where they would have corporate retreats and everyone would come together. But instead mm-hmm. you just got this whole entire thing where there are open chats and these two owners are talking to each other kind of like maybe the three of us would do if we're in privacy with friends and we can make inside jokes and take jabs. They're putting these jabs out there and it's just in text for everyone to see it. And you have to realize that's not your friend. That's your boss. That's your, you know, you don't know that personally on the weekend and things like that. And I think that's where a lot of the hardship comes in as far as people there. Cause there are some things where you're like, uh, I can see between those two guys as a friend, that's just an inappropriate joke to one another. But I can also see, for instance, if you're Jewish for some of the things that are said that it could be considered highly offensive if you don't know these people. Right. Yeah. Well, that's it for news this week. Uh, thank you for hanging out with us there. You're probably about to hear some music very soon and we're going to something else. Cause that's what we do. Is that what we do? But you got to say your thing first. But you told me never to wrap up. I've been trying not to wrap up. I don't. But should we? John? Yes.
Electronic mail from the future. All the way from the year 3000. <laughs> that makes me so happy. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is the part of the show where, you know, you're the content. You make it up. Uh, so it depends on what you bring to the table on how well this segment is. We're going to start off with our emails like we always do. And if you want to write an email to us, of course you can. Uh, it's weeklygameschat at gmail.com. We have, once again, two we're going to highlight this week. And, boys, if you want to grab them, you can. If not, let me know. Uh, but y'all got looks on your faces like you're pulling them up. So we'll see. I'm going for well, I read. I feel like I'm the professional translator for Jawan. All right. <laughs> That's what I'll go with. Uh, he says this week, uh, hello, all. Hello. Hey, what's up? Hope you guys are doing well this week. Truly enjoyed last week's episode and your review on Lost Ark. I haven't played an MMO since Guild Wars 2. That was a while ago. Uh, since they are way too time consuming. But the Diablo isometric view really sparked my interest. Speaking of time consuming. I'm currently almost done with my second playthrough of Elden Ring. Wow. Congrats, sir. I considered it. And then, then I didn't want to cry. So I, I did not do that yet. Um, but uh, he is still quite enjoying it. Uh, I'm also debating whether I'll have enough time and should I buy Tiny Tina? But we will see. Uh, also, I'm not really a big Harry Potter fan, but the game looks quite interesting. The fact that it's on so many platforms worries me, though. It seems most developers struggle to release a smooth game, and all platforms are involved. I'm going to assume that the Nintendo Switch copy will probably be a cloud version, as I don't see the Switch running that game. Also, Witcher 4 got announced and is using yeah, Unreal Engine 5, and I have high hopes for that. Uh, all in all, prayers to Ukraine and all of its many citizens, and may this conflict end soon. Well said. Uh, hope everyone is doing all right, and that includes the host and listeners. And may you all have a blessed week. Game on, uh, Juan. Game on. Great email. Thank you so much for that. Uh, really good email. To be quite honest with you, going Very forward, solid. we you guys should just put his email in the descriptor. Because it tends to highlight everywhere everything we talk about in a week. Right? <laughs> it's like, and for the recap, John. John. Um, John, you going to get the other one? Okay. Hold on. Okay. Interesting. All right. This comes from Thomas. FYI, this is a this is Mayofist from Twitch chat. Uh, been That's all he says, I think. No, there's two. There's two emails. You got a it trims. Oh, from, oh. so it's from it, April fifth. Oh no, Friday. that one's old. No, that yeah. one's old. Hold on. That, that's fine. This is it. This is, yeah. That's all. Yeah. Thanks for wasting my time, Mayo Fist. No, the the been a while thing. Yeah. <laughs> it, that's what's up. It's like now that it now we can link the two together. And if you remember, if you do go back to the April email, uh. That that email started off by saying, Sup fellers, Tej again. So boom, we linked the two together. Now we know all the things. Now we do. It ha do it has been a while, and that's what he was saying. It's been a while. 2019, John. I totally to, forgot uh, that he drew a, a nose and uh and a mouth on my picture. I totally forgot that I was uh the dog uh 
Muttley. That laughs like yeah, Muttley that laughs like that. <laughs> and John, John with those unions are bad. Yeah, do you know who that is? That's a guy. What's that guy's name? Alex uh, Jones. Yeah, that's Alex. John's Alex Jones about unions. But John uh, doesn't really holler like Alex Jones, which is also hilarious. That's true. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we also, of course, have a Twitter. You can find us at Weekly Game Chat over there. Uh, this week, we're just going to say who has followed us recently because I got a couple to point out. Uh, welcome uh, at Modern Day Rights. You are a uh, apparently a, like a legit writer. What's up? Following you back. Also to at Deloya Andrew. Thank you so much for the follow. Following you back. And now let's move. And if you were watching us on Twitch, you'd see me turn my head to the weekly games chat email section on our discord. So let's go see what we have brought to the table. Uh, so this was, <laughs> this was shortly after the intro of this week's episode. Uh, Tara gave us a summary and pictures of the opening of episode 349. And let's just say, I can't read that on air uh, because there's profanities, but it does highlight uh, bathroom domination and etiquette, as John brought up. Uh, and yes, Punkhead. Punkhead uh, replied to that and said, time to revisit our Wipage channel in <laughs> Discord, which, which, uh, which you should definitely do that. All right, boys. We're bringing it back. Bring, <laughs> bringing it back. All right, partners. Uh, it's been a great show. I'm pointing to Chris, and he's not hitting the music. I know if you had something to else. Do now! Okay, probably fine. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been episode 349. Shout out to everybody who watched us uh, on twitch.tv weekly games chat. Join us next week for that. If you want to send us an email, weeklygameschat at gmail.com. On Twitter, we're at weeklygameschat. And of course, join our Discord community. And shout out to everybody getting our ratings up. Uh, over there on that one uh, I'm drawing a blank on the Spotify. music station Spotify you did it yay you did it um, I love these two guys so I'll look at Chris and John I'll tell them both game the F on boys hey game on Sean and game on John game on Sean game on Chris yeah yeah peace out everybody your mom's box thug life